everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Yahweh Reddit. My name is Laura. My name is Maggie. And we're your best friends slash co-hosts uh, that are rereading young adult series as 20-somethings living in Chicago. Uh, you've caught us right now at the end of Pretties by Scott Westerfeld. And Maggie, oh my god, we have so much to talk about. <laughs> I know, so much. They fit together in like 80 pages. It is crazy. It was insane. A lot. It was a lot. It was like 120, if we're getting technical. Yeah. Uh, but still, yeah, a lot happened in a short amount of time. So, we kind of, we ended the last part mm-hmm. with Tally just saying, like, peace out, fuck you, Paris, bye, and jumping off of a hot air balloon into nothingness. Into nothingness and does not know if metal will catch her fall. Yeah, she's either gonna splat or she's gonna she's gonna thrive. Like And the way it sounds to me is that she kinda splat, but not in a death way. She just when she hits the hoverboard and she says it flattens her nose, I was like, owie. Yeah, yeah. So for, for about three pages, uh it, it is her falling. Mm-hmm. And I, the entire time, I'm just, like, thinking, uh, and, like, you know, Westerfeld's writing a lot that's going on through her ha- head, and the entire time, I'm like, how is she not just screaming? Like, I don't know. You could not. Like, I I know Tally's gotten more of a badass over the course of these couple of books, but there is no way you would free fall out of a hot air balloon into darkness at the night sky yeah. and just... Not make a single noise. I imagine it as her going down and her like spinning. Yeah. Yeah. And the hoverboard and her like switching positions. You would either scream or vomit. Or vomit. One or the other. But no, she's just silent. She's just silent and just like thinking about things. She's just thinking and she falls in the water hard. Yeah. And the hoverboard sinks to the bottom. Yeah. We The hoverboard, it just, it, it gone. And that stressed me out immediately. I was like, fuck, the hoverboard is gone. Yeah, she sees a few... Uh, branches that like maybe it hit and she's like okay maybe it's over here but no she straight up can't find it yeah and her like just nose is busted and so she heads to the coast she only has like a heated coat to survive she has a knife a water filler a fire starter soap some dehydrated food where oh my god she can finally eat we have green lit eating in act two, three of the pretties i know and she wrapped her food in plastic and realizes her toilet paper uh, has been soaked through, and I was like, why didn't you wrap the toilet paper in plastic, too? I was kind of shocked that that was, I was like, that's your biggest problem right now, is that you're gonna have to shit without toilet paper? Like, she was, yeah, it's like, uh, uh, Scott wrote, like, oh, she never got used to the leaves thing, and I was like, I feel like you would. I don't think it's that hard. Maybe she has IBS, and that's the issue. (laughs) (laughs) We're diagnosing Tally. uh, That she probably shits so much that, like, you are probably really uncomfortable. A reminder to us after we get off the podcast to update the Wikipedia site. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we read it. Maggie and Laura decided that Tally Youngblood might have IBS. And this is where I'm like, okay, maybe her and Zane did fuck because she laments how she misses Zane because she, quote, stayed with him every night. I know! Okay. It's never explicitly said if they fuck or not, but like, I think they probably did. I just wish we got like a clear answer. Come on, a month you're sleeping together every night, Ellie, no head? There's gotta <laughs> be some head. There's just a little bit of head. Yeah. At least at, at, at minimum. So she, before she goes to bed, she's laying down to get this fire ready. She's like, fuck, the wind pushed the balloon a long way east from Rusty Ruin. She's the like, river, she's a week away on foot. A week away. The river took her farther south, 
and she can't walk in a straight line, so it's going to take longer to get yeah. there. If she walks in a straight line, she'll get caught. Yeah. So she puts it in a fire, and she wakes up to some shrieking. Yeah, she just uh, a lot of shrieking. And then this is where, like, we get in a weird tangent for this book. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember this part when, like, rereading this book. Most of the stuff has, like, come back to me, and I'm like, oh, I remember that. This just, like, over my head, I was like, I do not remember reading this. Uh, she gets chased by a bunch of, like, uglies that mm-hmm. speak a different language and clearly, like, live in the wilderness, mm-hmm. but, like, don't have technology like like the Smokies did. Yeah, these absolutely disgusting smelling dudes wake her up, <laughs> and they block her ba- her path with clubs before learning how, like, unbelievably fucking hot she is. Yeah, yeah, and so they're chasing her, and then they see how fucking, like, blazing hot she is. Yeah. And then they're like, oh my god, this is a god, we need to support her, lift her up right now, let's take her back to the village, make sure she gets some good food in her. Lift her up, don't let her feet touch the ground. Oh man, yeah, so she's immediately treated as a god for Yeah, being their pretty. first words are, I know little of the god's tongue, and she's like, wanna find out? No, Jake, yeah. put the clothes down, please, I'm scared. <laughs> And so they all break their clubs in half, and they're like, great, we did it. Let's all go back to our village. I do love later on they figure out this is a bad idea because there's this, like, other tribe that also lives near them, and they're yeah. like, well, no, we're not, we have no protection. We broke all our clubs, so uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's so uh, weird. It also reminds me a lot of The 100, which I haven't read The 100 books, but I watched uh, the seven seasons all in the quarantine for, like, a month and a half. It was mm-hmm. the only thing I watched. Um, but it's very similar where it's, like, these kids crash down from a space station to see if, like, they can live on Earth, and then they find out that there's people still living on Earth, Mm. and, like, the, uh, villagers from that tribe remind me a lot of this tribe in, like, this book. They're very primitive, uh, just very, you know... Well, it's also interesting because she calls them pre-Rusties. Yeah! Either they exude the same sort of lifestyle of people who were like cavemen in the sense that they weren't industrialized like the Rusties, who I assume would be us. Yeah. Or they literally were there before the Rusties. Yeah, it's weird. Again, weird. (laughs) Yeah, and I have to say this chapter where she meets the town, it ends with, out here Tally was a god, which is the energy I'm trying to bring into this year. It literally ends on those words. Honestly, and like, Tally like doesn't tell them they're wrong. She's just kind of like, I'm gonna use this to my advantage. And I'm like, honestly, go off Tally. (laughs) This is the same guess of when she went to the smoke and they just kept being like, tell us about your journey. And she's like, okay, fine, well... (laughs) So I did this all alone. Yeah, and they're like, okay, yeah, very similar. They're like, uh, there's this guy, Andrew, and he's the holy man. Uh, and he's like her age. He's probably really hot. It doesn't say that, but Maggie and I love to infer that he's insanely hot for an ugly. I wrote down that I think she had a lot of chemistry with him, <laughs> to be honest. And yeah. maybe it's because he was dumb, so she was teaching him things, that I was yeah. like, I like this relationship. <laughs> um, but Andrew, he like is like the best at English in his group. Uh, he's like the holy man and wears a little knife around his neck, 
Um, yes. And he is like, Tally, you need to tell us, like, your origin story, and I'll communicate it for you. And so Tally, instead of telling, like, anything truthful, just tells uh, the dream she's been having about a princess stuck in a tower. Yeah. Which, honestly, I'm like, yeah, Tally, really feed into this energy. Go for it. She's, like, telling it until 4 a.m. I also love that when they do bring her to the smelly-ass camp, everyone's coming out of their huts like, whoa, a hot person. And then some littlies, quote, have the audacity to touch her. And she was like, some of them were even not afraid. I was like, you are taking this journey. Yeah, yeah. It's really, it goes to her so quickly. Um, but, yeah, and so she wakes up the next morning and, you know, body to body in a little hut. I imagine them sleeping like all of the contestants in A Shot at Love with Tila Tequila. Oh my god, yeah. 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 Except, except more like dusty. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, shit, I gotta pee. But, the and, but like, and then she bad. has to like remove Andrew's arm from around her little waist. Yeah. And then she goes pee. And then Andrew is like, oh, I really wanted to see if you could fly. And she's like, I told you I literally can't do that. I also love when they are talking about this society. There's a quote on my page, 250, where she uh, learns in school about the pre-rusty custom of assigning different tasks to men and women. And she was like, oh, the thought made her stomach queasy. And I was like, okay, so is there no binary in the pretties? I mean, I guess... They're yeah. all just hot. There's yeah. really no gender. Yeah, honestly, it. like the cool thing about Pretty's World is it seems they really squash gender norms to just like level out. Everyone is hot. Like, have fun. That is, yeah. Your binary is hot. Yeah, That's how it is. There's hot and ugly. hot. The newest gender. My pronouns are hot slash ugly. They're like, oh, okay. I know what kind of society you <laughs> are. <laughs> uh, but Andrew agrees to take her. Uh, to where she needs to go, mm-hmm. and he's like, we're gonna have to be careful, because, like, where you want to go is beyond the edge of the world, and I don't think we can make it past there, and Tally's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, we'll worry about it when we get there. Yeah, she's like, we'll get there, I can't fly, you silly, sexy man, and I'm like, hmm, okay, so let's bring Andrew along, because I want to spend a little more time with this character. Yeah, I and I need to say, Andrew has such an Ego Montoya vibes from The Princess Bride, because all Inigo Montoya oh and Princess Bride talks about is avenging his father, and literally Andrew cannot go a page without talking about how he needs to seek revenge for his dad's death. Oh my god, you're so right. <laughs> right? And I think that's why we both think, like, Andrew is hot, because yeah. Inigo Montoya is also hot. That is true. He talks about these outsiders he lost his father to, and these people, essentially, they go back and forth, like, handing off which village gets to kill someone from the other village. Which, now I need a whole book dynamic of that, because, yeah. uh, once again, I watch The Hunger Games, and I'm really into sacrificial shit right now. Yeah, so yeah, they go back and forth, it's like, it's either one of their other turns to kill the other, and so they're constantly uh, just seeking revenge. And this is where Tally kind of has to figure out the structure of, like, other civilizations, and that they work, and I feel like this is truly more of a culture shock to her than the Smokies were. Like, yeah. this is entirely a foreign concept yeah, I, for her. I think when I, when I was summarizing my notes, I just went, like, this, this, more culture shock for Tally. <laughs> yeah, these are the first people where I'm like, oh, this, this is outside of anything she's yeah. seen. Yeah. Yeah, because, so, like, she had no idea, like, even a world like this existed. I do love when he's like, we can't do a week's walk, we'll just get to the edge of the world. Because I'm like, okay, let's hear Andrew out on his flat earth theories. Because he's got some. You know he, does. he does. He, Andrew, uh, rest in peace, is a flat earther. <laughs> rest in peace. And he brings up 
very important to Tally about this doctor who is clearly special circumstances and he'll come to visit them every now and often to ask about the way of the villagers. You know, who's courting, who's having a child, who has the most followers on TikTok, just kind of <laughs> things like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, you know, they're on their little journey. They they almost run into another little tribe and Andrew, like, dashes off to go kill one of them and Tally's like, where are you going? Yeah, she's like, he he's like, hold me back, hold me back. And she's like, oh, I mean, you're gonna do it anyway. Yeah, so. and so, and then he comes back and he's like, no luck. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> at that point is when he gets into Flat Earth, and this is when I'm very excited. He says there's all these little men who do not let them pass, uh, and that's where the Earth ends, is where all the little men are. Yeah. And that there's nothing beyond the edge of the world. It just ends. And it turns out the edge is just all these dolls strung up in yeah. trees. And this is when she figures out that they're the force field that boxes their village in. Yeah, it's, I picture, like, do you remember, like, all of those, like, they weren't real voodoo dolls, they were almost, like, cute voodoo dolls you could find at, like, Hot Topic. Mm. Like, they were, like, probably, like, three or four inches big. Um, but they used to, like, sell these in stores. And that's what all I pictured, like, f- from the trees. I pictured these, like, little stuffed kind of voodoo dolls, that's but not. Fair. I immediately went where you would have guessed, like, yeah. Blair Witch Project. Ah. Uh, uh, but, yeah, so Tally tries to, like, walk th- through it, and it's, like, weird. It kind of felt like that time when I wanted to pet the horse on that farm wheel stand. <laughs> So I held on to the fence and didn't realize it was electric, and I got electrocuted. And it felt like her whole body just became, like, one cramp. Uh, and yes, dear listener, yeah, Maggie and I went to a medieval <laughs> fair and stayed on a horse farm. And we knew the fence was electric, but somehow Maggie thought... I didn't Maggie know! Maggie didn't know. And I remember Maggie touching the fence because they wanted to get the horse's attention. And just watching Maggie collapse so quickly <laughs> to the ground. And they were okay, luckily, but it was really funny. It felt like a baseball hit my legs so hard. Um, so if you've ever been struck by an electric fence, uh, this is probably what going through this force field felt like. And this is when Tally realizes that this wasn't just people living in the wilderness or some sort of anthropology project. They're actually inside of a reservation, which, again, reaffirms my idea that this is Tally's first encounter with indigenous people. Yeah. Well, and it, why wouldn't it be? She's only been in Uglyville her entire life. That is true. And they don't talk about that shit in school, so, like, how would she know? She's doing okay dealing with indigenous people, but she did call their town smelly, which is not that PC. You also did that. <laughs> Because I am <laughs> I am a conduit for Tally's thoughts to our viewers. Yes, 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 of course. Um, but anyway, yeah, so to be fair, for Tally never hearing once that people exist beyond Uglyville and this, like, she's doing fine. She's doing pretty good. She's doing a pretty good job. And um, yeah. she's like, does this force field, is it everywhere? And he's like, yeah, my dad walked in a circle. And there's no end to it. Yeah, so basically Tally's like, fuck, I can't get out. Um, but then they go back to the village, hatch a plan. Andrew's gonna help her steal the next hover car that comes in when the specials come to examine them. Yes, on, he says there's one holy day that comes every now and then, and that's when they just come to ask, once again, who's mating, who's got the most TikTok followers. Yeah. If you can overpower them, they might destroy yeah. you, so don't go like, whatever their TikTok what followers What are the latest, latest facial trends? Who's got a new skincare routine? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, finally, you know, they come. It's like, it's a week until they show up, so Tally just like hangs out in a cave. In a cave, her favorite place. And the cave count for the series is four right now, people. 
It is four. And if you love our top fives at the end of our episodes, we're hoping that we get to we're, a fifth we're hoping We're hoping we can do a top five caves in this book. So stay tuned for more. And she hides in this cave near where the hover cars are going to come and they arrive at dawn. And she sneaks up to board one and a, quote, crumbly sees her going. And she's like... He's like, what are you doing? And she puts on her stupid little face like, I was in a balloon. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, a special actually like, is like watching her do this and he comes up being like, what are you doing? And he like notices that she's pretty, but she's also like destroyed because of all like the dirt and musk and like dried blood on her. Yeah. Um, and they have an exchange where she realizes that they are studying the human nature of like violence because he's a neurologist. And she's like, okay, well, I'm taking your car. I fooled you. And then I do love this where he's like, but I, I thought you were. And she goes, I'm an ugly, but I have a, or I'm a pretty, but I have an ugly mind. Yeah. I thought that was such a stupid line. So dumb. But like also, you know, Tally's still only 16. She's finding herself. <laughs> And she's, like, leaving, and it's just a little romantic goodbye in my head where Andrew's like, I will wait for you, but I will try to get past the dolls. And she goes, Andrew, we're not gods, we're just human. He goes, yeah, I know. That was funny. And she, like, gently caresses his face in my head. Yeah, and Maggie said, but she, for the actual listener, she's in a car and he's on the ground. So she, her arm kind of extends like Michael Jordan's in Space Jam. (laughs) Romance. Um, Yeah, and so Dr. Valen like comes with her in the car. I didn't get that until I was taking notes and rereading this. It was weird. And like Dr. Valen's kind of like fielding her questions and doesn't seem like too alarmed. He's kind of like a lost puppy. He's like, what? He gets back in the car and he's like, okay, well, what is this? Yeah, and like, and that's when we learned that like, um, Places like Andrews and, like, the feuding town with them, those are, like, this is where they started the surgery. And because the point of the surgery Mm -hmm. is to suppress conflict, so they test people from these villages who are constantly in an an, an ever-going conflict. So Mm -hmm. that was something we learned. Which, again, makes us realize, I could just read a whole book about this dynamic of these, this village with, like, scientists coming to watch them every week. I am curious, but instead they made that, like, 50 pages, and then the rest of the plot, like, 30 pages. Yeah, yeah, so, like, this is, yeah, an issue Maggie and I had with this, where it's, like, this Andrew plot was interesting, but it did feel like a very, like, sharp turn from where we were going. Yeah, and it took up most of Act 3. Yeah, most of Act 3, and then we finally, like, get back on track, and then, like, the rest of the book... Goes fast. It happens so fast. I feel like I'm on test track at Epcot with, like, how we're about to, like, run down the rest of this book. I know. We will try to... It, it felt long because it was everything we wanted, but it was short. So we'll try to, like, emphasize and embellish Exactly, that yeah. We'll, we'll really dive into our details here because, again, yeah, this took up, like, maybe 40 pages. Uh, but a lot happened. So she flies the hover car to Rusty Ruins because that's, like the go point that they were all going to meet at, they agreed, and she kind of realizes, I couldn't visualize this again because it's nature, but she's like at the bottom of where the rusty ruins are, so Mm -hmm. I kind of saw it as like when you're hiking and there's land just above you like jutting out, Yeah, and then on top of that was the building that kind of defines what is the rusty ruins, and it's this very large structure, 
kind of like maybe a skyscraper skyscraper that got its windows blown yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And it's very, very high above her. And she's like, how am I going to get up there? Yeah, and like the big thing here is she like parks the car outside the rescue ruins and then just like bolts in inside to try to put distance between her and the car because mm-hmm. she wants to get to that building. Uh, but then she's like, fuck, I can't get there. So she starts yelling, which is like, honestly, I would do the same. She starts yelling. She gets one of those, like, sparklers out so people can see her. And then she's like, fuck, what if special circumstances are out there? Yeah. And she's yelling, and she's yelling, and who is out there waiting for her but David? Yeah, it's really suspenseful, like, because it's a bright, sunny day, and she sees a hoverboard coming down slowly, and she can't make out who it is. And then she realizes, like, it's an ugly... And it's David. I was reading this in the tub, and I was splashing my little legs because I was so excited. I, you know, I was so excited for their reunion, and (gasps) it's just, it ends up being so awkward. And it's really sad. And I also hate when she's, like, analyzing his face from this new pretty point of view and how she's dreamed about him, and she fucking says, and she's about to catch these hands from me, he's not an ugly prince, just ugly. Yeah. Bitch, I wanted to kill her. Yeah, and she also says, like, David was uglier than she remembered, and I was just like, Tally, you were, like, ready to fuck this guy before you started fucking Zane. And also important to note, if you have a specific visualization of Tally, she is now taller than Yeah, David. so she had to... So uh, David's a short king now. David's a short king. She had to ride behind him while they were, like, going back to their new base. And I think something important here, like, the last few pages here is Tally, like, really kind of, like almost remembering the feelings that she did have for David and you know she kind of she's writing like she has like her hands like on his waist to kind of keep them both steady and she has this kind of like urge to just like longing almost to actually just like keep hugging him yeah and I'm just like it's really sweet but it's also just like but it, it it's still it's yeah it's just it's like I feel like everybody's been in that situation where you kind of like kind of miss somebody that you realize but you're so different now yeah. Yeah, and so, like, that's kind of what Scott Westerfeld illustrated. And I probably did a way too wordy explanation of explaining it, but that's what I was trying to get at. No, I think <laughs> we were good. It's kind of like where all of the same movements fit together, yeah. but all the parts are really Exactly, different. like, kind of reliving something that, like, is so far removed from you. So, TLDR, just sleeping with your ex. That's but basically, what but was. in this case, it's hoverboarding with your ex. It's hoverboarding with And your also, ex. but David didn't really, like, know they were exes until, like, all of a sudden, <gasps> Zane was there. But they have, don't worry, they have three hours to hoverboard back to and, where the Smokies are, so they have time to talk. And they don't, though. <laughs> they don't, really. I mean, she apologizes, and he's like, things got messed up. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't go and Croy went I was scouting in another city for uglies and then special forces came in and they were looking for them so his mom and him got out of town so that's why Croy went to go drop off the pills yeah and then you know he says like you know Zane my mom's gonna have to explain to you what's going on with Zane and then like Tally was like I know he I could tell he didn't want to keep talking about Zane so they just rode the rest of the way in silence I know. It's so uncomfortable. But then they get to, like, Smoky Base number two. Yeah. Uh, Return of the new base. This place sounds so fucking cute. It is. It's this place sounds, reading the visual description, I was like, ah, this sounds so pretty. Um, because it's, like, a old, like, stone, like, observatory that would have, like, a telescope to look up at the stars, except the telescope is removed. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of, like, cable cars that go up the hill to it so people can come and go from 
the observatory just down on hoverboards, and it sounds so freaking cute. Yep, and it's such a good location for them to be hiding because since it is an observatory, they can see in so many different directions for just miles. Yeah. And she hops off the hoverboard, and the first person that she sees is Fausto. Yeah. She's like, hi, where's Zane? Yeah, exactly, and all of the, you know, pretties that came with them, they now have the cure, they're doing fine. Zane's, like, on his deathbed, and so Zane, you know, she goes over to, like, Zane, and I picture this, I picture, like, since it's, like, we know it's a circle room, because it's uh, an observatory, Mm -hmm. I picture him laying in the exact middle, under where the opening in the crack is, so the light is shining down on him (laughs) as he's laying in the middle of this room. He's, like, a scientist, they're, like, they're, like, do you save this poor anemic boy? God, and Zane, uh, we learn, is not doing too hot. Um, the big no. reveal, which I did remember, is that the two pills are different. Which makes sense. But which makes sense. Um, so, Zane had taken, like, the bad pill. Yeah. And it just started destroying his brain. Each pill is designed to do two different things. And the first one are these nanos that will remove the lesions from your brain, but they are essentially, like, eating through them. So the second one is a cure that makes the nanos self-destruct. And Zane, poor guy, had a 50-50 chance of doing okay, but he took the first one. Yeah. So the nanos kept reproducing, and they were breaking down his brain. So a lot of his brain is missing. They're trying to make it up with brain tissue. A lot of his memories are missing. Basically, he's laying down because his motor and cognitive skills make yeah. walking very hard. So, yeah, they're trying to give him, like, new brain, but, like, he's like, there's just some stuff that's gone now. And you'd expect him to be like, Tally? Yeah. Oh, no, he knows. He's like, I exactly. know you. Yeah, it's like it's weird to be like, we don't really understand which parts of his brain are gone. Yeah. Uh, unless, I, I imagine it's probably maybe his, like, even, like, longer-term memory, because he's talking pretty fine, just, like, a little weak. Yeah, and he, when he's explaining this to Tally, and Tally's like, you mean, like, your thinking is impacted? Was, I'm not a neurologist, maybe you know, I don't know. But I was like, is this a true quote? He says, the brain's built to take damage. It's wired so that everything is stored everywhere, sort of. When a part of it gets damaged, things don't get lost, just fuzzier. And I was like, how much, but how much brain damage have you had? Is it like dementia that he's going to? I have no idea. Uh, This is a sci-fi book, so I guess like anything could happen. I know. It, um, was, it was, I mean, I guess this things would be stored in different places. Yeah. Yeah, I, would, I could see that. Yeah. I, I don't know enough about the brain, but I, you know, running with it. <laughs> We're going to run We're going to run with it. And um, Zane also has a toothache. Poor guy. Yeah, he really cannot catch a break. But, like, at least him and Tally got to, like, fuck a month before. <laughs> oh, and every night. Um, yeah, so now it's, like, also, like, weird love triangle vibes. I know. He's asking cues about David, and she's like, oh, yeah? You guys friends now? And he's like, yeah, also, David wants to talk with you about leaving because he said he was pretty upset he didn't say goodbye. And Maddie also, like, kind of, like, is around, and Maddie, like, is really mean. Yeah, like, she's, like, she seems, like, really mad at Tally for, like, not taking the cure correctly, but I was like, bitch, you're a doctor. In the note that you gave to Tally, you should have wrote, you need to take these pills together because they're not the same, because that's what a fucking doctor does. Exactly. I don't know why she's, maybe she's just, like, projecting. She's yeah. Not because of what well, she's and it's, done. and it's, yeah, I think it just makes me sad the direction Maddie's character went in, because it was, like, she was so 
level-headed. Yeah. And, you know, like, her big thing with, like, she created the smoke, which was, like, a place that was supposed to be, you know, this haven, and they always knew something like this was going to happen. And now that it's actually happened, she's, like, taking it out on a fucking 16-year-old who, like, didn't mean to get in this situation in the first place. She also, I mean, I was like, is it because she's mad that her husband's dead? But, like you said, she was level-headed after that. And she also just doesn't kind of empathize with David or, like, give him room to be upset about the things that he's going through with Tyler. Because she'll just kind of diminish his feelings by being like, well, what did you expect? She's pretty minded now. Yeah, exactly. Maddie's, like, a lot different. Like, I would not have expected Maddie's character to, like, be this all of a sudden. No, I, I think you could write a cold character but not yeah she needs to have like that coldness but still with like the purpose of like she's doing all of this making these cures for a reason and of course she knew something bad should have happened because it could have and so stupid but anyway tally's feeling really bad right now because she's like because she was just berated by maddie (laughs) she's berated by maddie one of the guys she loves half the reason he's dying is because of her yeah she's like i started all of this i've betrayed everyone and he's like well have i ever told you how i met dr cable i met her because when i chickened out the specials came for me and they threatened to make him a special so he told them about Shay, and that's why they followed Tally. We said that earlier, but it's kind yeah. of, like, fleshed now, out now. Now it's finally, like, explicitly stated. We've been kind of, like, teasing that kind of thought, but now it's explicitly stated that, like, Zane really is responsible for all of this. And Tally's like, oh, I gotta, I really gotta go think, and also I smell really bad, so I gotta go take a yeah. shower. And she goes to take a little shower, and she cuts a little hole in the ice, and she's really kind of in this, like, weird headspace of, like, you know, the the boy I'm in love with is losing his brain. And also, like, I have these weird feelings for David, but I don't think there's those romantic feelings. I was getting so annoyed at just a page of back and forth where she's like, Zane had changed her from their very first kiss, even before he'd had the cure himself, being with her had made him bubbly. And then next paragraph, of course, David had changed Tally too. And then... The next page, she has the audacity to develop a sense of self. First of all, rude. But then she's, like, remembering, she's like, maybe she didn't need a handsome prince to stay awake, or an ugly one for that matter. After all, Tally had cured herself without the pill. And I'm like, homegirl, I do not need this dramatic monologue. It is a young adult novel. You're gonna pick one of them. Pick David. You don't need to be too (laughs) self-aware. all the other like 16 year olds reading this that like you don't need to choose a boy but tally we know is gonna choose a boy i know that's so funny when i was watching i don't know if you know this but i watched all nine hours of the hunger games oh my god tell me more i was getting so mad when i text my friends team Peta or team gail and they do things like team lenny kravitz or team katniss and i'm like okay yeah i get it progressiveness woohoo but you are one yeah always one oh you know if you read the books the book was the Hunger Games really could have done without that weird love triangle, and it wasn't even a love triangle, because Gail is hardly in the series. That is true. This one is, like, definitely a love triangle, and yeah. there is, I could take the nuance of those two, there's clearly a right answer in my head. There is clearly a right answer in this series, yeah. in my opinion. Well, see, here's the thing, where, as we got towards the later pages, I was, you know, David was kind of being a little bit, like... I was a, I wasn't as big a fan of him when he started talking. <laughs> that is fair. Like, because it was just like one of those things where it's like Tally shows up and all of a sudden David's being kind of a prick, and I'm just like David. I 
know, that is fair. But he, David comes down and gets Tally and is like, oh no, a tracker went off. Is it you? And he like scans her entire body and she doesn't have a tracker. Yeah, she happened to just be naked when he came to scan her. And he like didn't even process this. He was like, I have a mission to Yeah. Which I thought was very funny. But she realizes that Zane's tooth, when he was put under in the hospital, they put a tracker in his tooth. But it's connected to his jaw, so they literally have to break his jaw to rip yeah. it out. And there's not enough time. A stressful situation. She, like, runs back, and she's like, somebody get me pliers. We have to do this. Uh, and then she's like, Maddie, can you take this out? And Maddie, like, looks at the tooth, and it's just like, dude, we cannot take this tooth out. And Tally's like, well, we have to try. And she's like, no, the tooth is rooted into his jaw. It will literally kill him if we take it out. And Maddie's like, we don't have enough time. We're getting out of here. And David's like, I'm not leaving without her. And page 335, I laughed out loud. This is where I officially love David because he vibe-checked Tally so fucking hard. He is talking to her because she's obviously going to stay with Zane. (laughs) David goes, I'm not leaving without Tally. And Tally goes, well, I'm not leaving without Zane. (laughs) And he's like, you're just staying with him because he's pretty. We know that, whatever. And she goes, I'm what? And then... I laughed so hard when he was like, he's got those big, vulnerable eyes, that childlike, perfect skin. He looks like a baby to you, a needy child, which makes you want to help him. And I was like, fucking get her ass. I don't know. I was kind of mad at David because it's just also like, he doesn't know what she's been through the past, like, month, like, at all. Oh, no, but he also did just summarize every single bisexual girl's problem. That's fair, yeah. (laughs) You just want to be with him because he looks like a baby. Um, but yeah, like, the the thing I don't like about David here is that he just denounces all of Tally's feelings for this person that he does not know, and he tells Tally that she's programmed to like him. I would be so pissed if a guy told me, like, you don't actually love him, you've just been, like, programmed to do that. Oh yeah, he's like gaslighting her. I was going to say, he's definitely gaslighting her, um, but you know, he's also adjusting to his role as short king now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, my god, he's just threatened because Tally's taller than him now. That's it. Oh my god, I hope his behavior isn't like this in the third book. He needs to adjust if he's going to be in love. In the third book, he's like, Tally, I'm sorry I've been such an asshole to you, but I just can't stand the fact that you're taller than me now. Ugh. Um, I'm but, hoping he can come to terms. Yeah, anyway, they have this, like, little little tiff, and it gets to a point where, like, Maddie also berates David being like, what do you expect? She's pretty. Yeah. And, I, and then they finally, like, all, like, leave, because Tally's like, I'm still pretty. Uh, we'll, we're just going to do another phase three of this. Like, I'll get captured by the specials, and then we'll try this all again. Exactly, because she still has the, she took the placebo pill, so the lesions are still there because she cured herself, apparently. So yeah. they will be like, oh, she's still pretty brained. Yeah. And Dr. Cable comes in, of course she is. She's like, I activated the tracker. And then, um, oh, more of the new specials come back in, and they captured Fausto. Yeah, I, would, away. I love Fausto so much. And, like, yeah, the specials come back, they're like, we got some of the crims. And they, like, just have Fosto, and, like, he didn't know how to hoverboard, so he couldn't get away fast enough. I know, I felt really bad. I but love him. as he's being descended, I kind of pictured it as, like, Fausto's feet comes first, there's a hoverboard, and it's a person holding him, and you see his entire body, and at the point when his face kind of gets into the window, the feet start 
going down. Mm-hmm. And the special lowers. And the special is Shay. Shay and two of her cutters uh, are now like a new line of specials. Yeah. And uh, Shay's being like mean, mean, but like pretty mean. She's doing the petty mean, which I'm like, okay, yeah. once again, I want to be Shay, where she's yeah. like, no. Well, like, she's don't like, you get it? Tally we're, really we're friends. best friends. Yeah, it's, uh, I really love Shay's arc. It's, it's dark, but it's good. Yeah, and then she's like passing out, and she's like, face it, Taliwa, you're a special. Yeah, and so it's implied that they're gonna turn her into a special. And that's where it Against her will. Ends. That's so fucked. I mean, they've already been using her as a pawn. That's they're true. Gonna, whatever. They're, yeah, we're gonna have to see what happens next. I'm so excited. Oh my god. <gasps> Yeah. Wow. wow. And okay. that was the pretties. That was book that was two. The, book two. And it was weird because it's, again, the Andrew plotline still felt weird in here. But that leads us into our top five. Yep. Top five things that didn't click with us in this book. You know, it's like, I really like this book as a whole. Yeah. I, I This was a fun read, but there we just we both agreed that there was just a few things where we're like, that didn't quite add up for me reading this. Oh, for sure. I could visualize a lot more things that were flashy in this book as a as opposed to the uglies, but this one, yeah, um, some plot holes, a lot of plot holes. Okay, and I'll start it with because number five, we're, we need to mention her face tattoo because it's mentioned very briefly that she got this in like part one. And for and Maggie, you made such a great point where you're like, for how pretty Tally wanted to be, mm-hmm. and now she just gets like a huge face tattoo that just like lights up whenever her heart beats fast. Exactly. It and feels it's weird. It's not like a small Marina and the Diamonds face tattoo. You know, it's on the entire side of her yeah. face. Like Mike Tyson. I mean, yeah, it's the, if you've ever seen the old cover of specials, that's the face tattoo. Yeah. And also, I don't, if she got this, I don't, I don't know how she didn't think this through. How would she lie to special circumstances? Right? Like, that was just so stupid. Because it's tied to her heartbeat. So if her heartbeat is racing because she's lying... Yeah, god damn it, Tally. That was so stupid. It's just, yeah, and like, yeah, and they kind of like briefly mention it here and there, so it's weird because it feels like it's supposed to be important, but I always keep forgetting about it. Yeah. Um, and so it just didn't click. Shay also got the tattoos on her scars that like also hyper, like fluctuate when her heartbeats. I don't, I don't know what's up with that. Yeah. Number four, Dr. Valen willingly going with Tally when Tally steals his hover car when he touches down in the reservation. Like, he doesn't do anything, and he's just like, cool, I'll answer all your questions, and then I'll tell people that you took my hover car later. I imagine he, like, had his hands up when she had no weapon. He was like, who are you? And yeah. I was like, yeah, it's what? His, he's painted very, like, oh, he was so taken aback, and I'll do whatever you want, but then it was just, like, it was just weird, because he's a special. He could easily have just, like, punched her in the face. I know. Their teeth are literally sharpened down into, like, like razors. He could have just lunged at her and been like, I'm gonna get you," But he didn't do that. <laughs> and it was just, yeah, very, like, weird for him to just be like, sure, I'll go with you to the rusty ruin. It was so strange. Um, and then number three, um, we, we kind of touched on this. The We learned that Zane's brain is damaged, and he's, like, lost a lot of things in there, but then he kind of is just talking like he's just, like, tired. Yeah. Like, he talks fine. And he's like, oh, my motor skills are gone. And I'm just like, so does that mean, like, walking? Does that mean, like, gripping things? All it said that specified was, I mean, he was laying down, so it's implied he can't really walk too well. But also, it was, 
he remembered everything, first of all. Yeah. And it also said that he was talking slower. So mostly just, he's talking slower and he can't walk well. Yeah. But I got the idea that a lot of his brain was eaten. Because yeah. he had headaches the entire book. Exactly, yeah. They kind of insinuated that a lot of his brain was eaten, but then it made him act like only like a small part of his brain was eaten. And I think that should have just been made a little bit more clearer. Mm-hmm. Because the fans want to know, how damaged is this boy's brain? Yeah, we gotta know, which maybe the next book will answer i don't really think so i yeah i don't know it's gonna be interesting to see what happens to zane in book three i'm excited i'm excited uh number two maddie's character oh my god i like i'm still like mad about it (laughs) we don't know how she became so cruel yeah exactly like she is a doctor and she again we spent a chapter in uglies talking about like her mission her and her husband's mission to kind of create a life where people can choose to get the surgery or not, and people should be able to have full autonomy over their brains. Mm-hmm. And now she's like, well, she's pretty. Me, me, me. And I it's know. Like, it's so, it's just a very jarring shift. She acted the entire time like the Smokies, like we said, like, you're an adult. And yeah. you know you're an adult. And this is a 16 And like, old. again, Tally didn't kill your husband. The specials killed your husband. Yeah. Like, you know that. You know that. <sighs> um, <laughs> do you want to do number one? Absolutely. Number one, Andrew's side story. Again. Why? Why did we need, like, 50 pages of it? I don't know. I enjoyed how dumb he was, but I could have done 20 pages of it. Yeah, I guess I think, I mean, I even think, like, it was interesting, but I think I would have loved just, like, another longer pages of her getting to Rusty Ruins and then Mm -hmm. longer time with her kind of dealing with Rusty Ruins, dealing with David and Maddie and this new world and, like, Zane's decrepitness. Yeah. And then special showing up. I think... I agree. I think that, for me, it would have been a little more interesting. Not that it wasn't interesting. It just, I think it would have made more sense. Is That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I think it would have made a lot more sense. And I'm curious if they will elaborate on it in book three. I yeah. feel like they're going to have to. I feel like they, you know, Scott, Scott Westfield's been really great of making things make sense. Of retweeting us on Twitter? <laughs> he did retweet us on Twitter, and we hope he does it again. <laughs> uh, but, like, no, he's been very good at, like, you know, these things that are supposed to be important or these plot points, they are continuations of each other. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think in book three, like, the villages will make more sense. Yeah. I hope. I kind of don't know what they're going to do at all. I know. I kind of remember book three. I think so. I know someone dies. I just can't remember <gasps> who it is. Oh, my God! It's like it's been in my entire reading rereading this, I've just been like, I know someone dies at the end. I just cannot for the life of me remember who. Oh my god. I hope it's Zane. I have no idea. Okay, I guess. I hope it's Tally. No, I'm kidding. Unless. (laughs) Um, yeah, I have no idea what happens in specials. Wow. I'm excited. The only thing, uh, and this isn't gonna be a spoiler, I remember in the beginning of specials, they talk about um how she was able to feel the entire surgery while she was unconscious. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. Okay. Right? Yeah, it was, an, again, another chilling thing that stuck uh, stuck in me. So that's that's definitely something I remember about specials. But everything else, up for grabs. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it on next week's episode. Yep. Oh, my God. We're gonna have to, we've, we've been flying through these these parts of Uglies. Um, wow. Well, that's been it for this episode of Yeah, We Read It. Thank you for listening, dear listener. Um, if you haven't, and if you, like, Maybe have a second, please. Please, could you, Maggie? Could you just ask them what could they you can do? Maybe uh, rate and review us five stars on Apple Podcasts and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast episodes to uh, our podcast. Yes, please. Maybe recommend to your friends. Mm-hmm. 
Could be, could be, ooh, could be sexy, could your be dog? cute. I've heard dogs can hear things. If, you, if your dog has an iPhone, uh, <laughs> um. steal it. Give us five stars. Um, and also, if you want to, like, see what we're up to, follow us at Maggie and Lauren on Instagram. And follow us at Yali Reddit on TikTok. We're probably going to start posting more dumb videos about us and this podcast on Oh, there. it's so fun. Yeah. We're having a great time. And we also have a Twitter, too, that we seldomly post on. But, like, it's there. I, I <laughs> Maggie posts on it more than I do. Oh, you did? I didn't see it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's why you should follow it, because you're going to find out all the cool updates that Maggie's making to the Twitter. This is true. This is so important. Okay. So many. And as always, we're an Audio Mint podcast, so if you're looking for other fun podcasts, check out Audio Mint. Uh, but that's been it. We've been Maggie and Laura. This has been our podcast, Gal. We read it. That has been Pretties, the second book in the Ugly's trilogy. Yeah. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week for specials. Ah! Bye! You were just listening to an Audiment podcast.